I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Thank goodness the offseason is here. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are entering off-season mode. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. A painful season comes to an end at 5-7. and seven. Uh, I admit I was expecting nine wins, maybe even ten wins, including a bowl game had they gotten to a bowl game. I wasn't expecting it to be this bad. I wasn't expecting it to be this rough of a transition year. Um, you know, I know that uh, I think all of us wanted a new athletic director. We got one, and I believe we got a very good one. All of us wanted more of an investment to be made, both financially and just resources into the program from the administration. We are getting it. Not all of you wanted Mario. Most of us wanted Mario, and we got him, and we wanted, you know, a really expensive, high-profile staff. So, you know, sometimes when you get what you wish for, it doesn't work out, at least not immediately, the way that you thought it would. But I am going to be patient. Uh, We'll talk about what's going to be happening now over the next few weeks because it's going to be now a sprint to the finish line for the first National Signing Day. And then you're still going to have some chances to get some players uh, in the second national signing day as well. And in, you know, in uh, what, about a week's time, seven, eight days from now, the transfer portal is is opening. Uh, that opens up the floodgates on both sides, exits and entrances. So this is going to be um, maybe the most important offseason in the history of Miami Hurricanes football. I don't think I'm overselling that here. Most important offseason in the history of Hurricanes football, just given the ambitions now of the program, the state that the program is currently in, and how difficult it's going to be to get back to where we all want it to be. This is a very important offseason but let's let's talk a little bit about what happened against Pittsburgh before we talk about the future. A 42 to 16 loss at home to the Pitt Panthers for these seniors in their final game that they got to run through the smoke. I wanted better for these guys. I wanted better for all of them. Uh, this was the fifth time this year that Miami has given up 40 or more points in a game. It's never happened to Miami five times in a single season until this year. The defense allowed a 199-yard receiver in Wayne and a 111-yard rusher. So the two of them, Wayne and Abanacanda, as good as advertised, better than advertised, they combined to score five touchdowns on the day. There have been a lot of games this year, uh, other games when Miami's given up 40-plus where I have said things, and I and I believe them then, and they were true then, that you know it was really more about the offense shooting the defense in the foot and not playing complementary football, and there was some of that. But still, 
the defense was really bad on Saturday. Like it's it's harder to make excuses for Kevin Steele in that group Saturday compared to some of the other games we've seen this year. Uh, Corey Flagg was sorely missed on Saturday. Get well soon to him. Uh, offense, real quick. Miami's offensive line. They gave up six sacks in the game. It felt like 60. The protection was virtually non-existent. I mean, I actually was kind of impressed with the way in the fourth quarter, Jake Garcia was kind of figuring out how to get rid of the football more quickly because he knew he's going to be under duress every single play. And you finally kind of started seeing him adapt like in the flow of the game to deal with it a little bit. But, you know, we saw what happened to Tyler Van Dyke. We saw what was happening to Jakari and Jake running for their lives against what we knew was a very good front seven from Pittsburgh. But Miami's offensive line uh, has been just absolutely decimated. And in, in this particular game, you know, I know that uh, and you guys know that I've, you know, I'm, I'm not I've never full on defended the offensive play calling. You know, I've, I've tried to pick my spots. I criticize it when I feel like it's appropriate. I, I defend it when I feel like people are being too hard on it. I thought in this particular game, it's really hard to critique the offensive play calling when your offensive line is playing like a sun pass lane and you've got three quarterbacks playing in the same game, right? The O-line, we knew it wasn't a deep group to begin with when the season started and then everyone's been hurt. Like Miami had John Campbell got injured during the game um, on the opening drive with Tyler Van Dyke. I give TVD so much credit. I hope he's back next year. I hope he's back in a Miami uniform next year because this guy cares. Like he's not the most like rah, rah vocal leader on the team, but he loves Miami football. He tries. He didn't have to try to play yesterday. He didn't have to try to play against Florida State. Uh, honestly, the offensive line should be a charge. Should be charged with attempted murder for you know the way that uh, that they got him hurt in that Duke game, and you know the Florida State game was non-contact, but the way that they got him hurt in this game. God bless Tyler for trying to play, and I have a feeling he is going to be back next year. And then on that opening drive with Van Dyke. You know, Miami was moving. TVD hit that 39-yard pass to Will Mallory. The Hurricanes were knocking on the door. They were down at the 11-yard line. I thought to that point, Gaddis was doing an okay job calling the game. Uh, but then TVD throws the interception, which that that was maybe on the receiver, but on him. Uh, and he got injured on that play, got hit hard on that play, and never came back. And that derailed the entire game. The defense, as I mentioned, was was bad against Pitt. And honestly, um, the offseason is going to be so interesting, not only to see which all players decide to leave and who Miami can get in in the portal from other programs, but which coaches aren't back next year. Because I don't think the staff is coming back completely intact from this season. I think there are going to be some changes. I think there are going to be some tough decisions that Mario Cristobal is going to have to make. Uh, and that's not just coordinators, that's position coaches as well. Some tough decisions are going to have to be made. So I wonder uh, what Mario's going to do, right? Because I think that there are question marks on both of his coordinators and question marks on both sides of the football with these coaches. 
I give credit to Jake Garcia. Uh, he did pretty well this time. 192 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions thrown. Uh, that's, you know, probably the best he's performed since the Middle Tennessee game. I know that's not saying a whole lot, but uh, I, I give I give it looked like Jake cared out there and I give him credit. Uh, I was very happy to see how Will Mallory played. This is one of those guys. Um I just I, f- I feel terrible for Will because I know I know how much Miami means to him. I know how much that game on Saturday meant to him. And I know how badly Will, who's a senior, completely out of eligibility. I know how badly he wanted to get this team to a bowl game and suit up one more. Listen, whether it would be Shreveport or Tampa or Fenway like he wanted to play one more time he wanted to suit up for the U one more time he doesn't get that wasn't his fault he left it all on the field in his final game as I knew he would 101 receiving yards and a touchdown and you know they credited him with a fumble but I watched that replay a thousand times this is one of those things where I thought the officials got it wrong I thought his forearm was down before the ball came out and that should not have been ruled a fumble but Certainly, it's not Mallory's fault that the Hurricanes lost that game yesterday. He played his butt off final game of his career for him. So, um, all right, enough about the past, enough about recent events, enough about 42 to 16 losses, enough about five and seven seasons. Uh, We've got to talk about Miami's coaching staff. We've got to talk about the upcoming future in recruiting and in the transfer portal and you know, what the coaching staff may look like next year, because from the roster on down, I think we're all expecting a lot of changes, my friends. So some things change. I'll tell you something that doesn't, and that is upside. Upside is consistently awesome. Guys, I've been using the free upside app for about two years now, and I can't imagine not using it because I'm getting cash back free money by doing things like filling my car up with gas, shopping for groceries, eating out at restaurants, things I'd be doing anyway, I'm getting money in my pocket. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, right? Maybe you've been driving less, dining out less, buying less groceries. We can all agree that there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back as much because I get cash back on every purchase. So to get started, do what I did and download the free Upside app. But you guys get an advantage I didn't have the first time I signed up for Upside because I've got a code to give you guys. When you sign up on the Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED, and we're going to give you $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So once you've got the app on your phone, you claim an offer at whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and then you get paid. Guys, it takes seconds to use this. In comparison to credit card rewards and loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. And you can still use the rewards. This is on top of whatever your credit rewards are. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And with all my heart, 
I thank everyone for sticking with us through this really tough season because, you know, we're not forcing you to listen to and watch these episodes, right? You guys are doing this because, you know, you love the Canes and I, I guess you enjoy the show, which I really appreciate. It's been painful for all of us, right? It really has. And um, I've talked to a handful of fans since the Saturday night debacle, and there's been a handful of debacles, but I've talked to some fans who sound like they want to hit the portal. And like, guys, come on. You've loved Miami football for this long. We've got to band together. We've got to keep this community as positive and as constructive as we possibly can. And we've got to hope better times are coming, right? Miami is mobilized with one of the most competitive NIL situations in America. You know, we've got a new athletic director who we took from Clemson and Dan Radakovich. Uh, we've got Alonso Highsmith, a former uh, vice president of football operations in the NFL, now the GM of football operations at Miami. He is evaluating talent. He is grinding day and night, evaluating talent and watching film. Roland Smith, who's a staple, uh, he's your 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 head of high school football relations. He's doing that stuff. He's grinding. He's evaluating talent all day. For Mario Cristobal, I mean, listen, say what you want to about Cristobal as a game day coach. Recruiting is that man's superpower, right? Recruiting is what Mario Cristobal does best, and he is going to be hitting that recruiting trail and working the phones, boots on the ground, tirelessly between now and both signing days. Um, as far as this season goes, though, as far as I'm concerned, uh, no one gets a pass for this. I'm not one of those guys who tries to say, hey, this is 100% on these players being soft and not belonging here. It's some of that. Believe me, it's a lot of that. I'm not putting it 100% on the talent. And I'm also not one of these guys who says, ah, should have kept Manny, should have hired Lane. Mario's a fraud. It's never going to get any better. This is all on coaching. I, I saw some dude write like an open letter to uh, to the Miami Hurricanes yesterday, and he says it's a 100% Mario. He lives in Oregon, and he's watched Mario at Oregon. It's 100% of Mario. How can anyone say it's 100% on coaching or 100% on players, especially if you're a real Miami fan? Even if you go back to the 80s and 90s like I do when this team was the best in the country, the gold standard, winning championships left and right, even if you go back to those days and you know how good it can be and how good it used to be, for those of us who have actually been paying attention for the past 15 years, we know the culture has been broken down here. We know it's been broken. So anyone trying to put that 100% on Mario Cristobal or on Josh Gaddis or on anybody when the culture has been broken for the past 15 years, you're just not paying attention. I wish it were that easy. I wish we could blame this all on a dozen players or on one coach or a half dozen coaches. Like Collectively, we need to pull each other up by our bootstraps and we need to fix this. Like This is a collective issue. It's got to start with coaches willing to put the work in tirelessly to fix it and players who are willing to put themselves through that grind. Okay. I think coaching can fix this through recruiting, but Miami did lack creativity and adaptability, especially on offense this year. So perhaps Mario Cristobal in some cases was too stubborn to adapt to his players, right? It seemed like a lot of these players decided 
during the Middle Tennessee game that Miami isn't for them and never fully recovered from that, right? I think coaches decided uh, probably around that Middle Tennessee game that many of these players are not right for this team and very few on either side made an effort to meet in the middle. Very few. The culture of Miami Hurricanes football, I'm telling you guys, it's it's been in shambles for the past 15 years. Now, the man who's now coaching this team was either in the locker room and on the field or on the staff for three out of this team's five national championships. He wants to tear it down and rebuild it with players that want to attack the film room and the practice field and the lifestyle the way that Mario and his teammates did back in the late 80s and early 90s, right? The the way the players that he coached at Alabama when they won a championship in 2015 with Mario on the staff, the way that they did it under Nick Saban during his time there, he wants players who will approach it that way. So Mario Cristobal, after the game, said about the current roster, he said, not everybody is asked to return. And this is, it's a unique situation that the NCAA gives to first-year coaches, first-year-and-a-half coaches. You get 18 months to essentially boot players from your roster who you don't want. We're going to see plenty of players who choose to depart on their own accord. Yes, there's going to be a lot of that. But you're also going to see some others who will not get invited back. They're not going to get to make that choice for themselves. Now, as far as the types of players we need, right, before we talk uh, about the types of players in recruiting, let's talk about the players on this roster that I think are irreplaceable. MVP of the team this season, in my mind, I don't know who they're going to give it to. I know who I'm giving it to. MVP of this team was Cam Kinchins. Top-rated safety in the entire country per pro football focus, and it's not a coincidence that Cam Kinchins is the top safety in the country because this guy cares. This guy works his ass off. He studies his ass off for each and every game. And he wants to be here. And he's embarrassed by five and seven. He wants to make Miami a better place. Kinchins, after that game on Saturday, when apparently no one else in the locker room wanted to speak in front of all their teammates, he stood up. He spoke up to the entire team after the game and said five and seven cannot be the standard here. Um, you know, he shared with reporters a little bit of what he said. He said, I was saying to these guys that if you don't want to be here, farewell. And he said, for those who want to stay, come every day ready to grind. So my favorite player on the team right now, Cam Kinchins, because this guy does it not only on the field, leads the country in interceptions. Uh, and we've seen him take strides in every area defending the running game, forcing fumbles, getting the picks, uh, actually understanding where to be, right? Studying opponents like no one else on this team does. If we had a couple dozen Cam Kinchins on this team, Miami would be, uh, you know, a, a, an 11-1, and 12-0 team right now. We need more like Cam. He is a guy who sets the example on and off the field. We need more Xavier Restrepo's. X, he apologized to Miami on Twitter after that game. This is a guy we need to build around. X embodies everything I look for in a Miami Hurricane. Uh, and I'm sorry he had to deal with adversity of his own this year, fighting through injuries of his own, and then, of course, trying to catch passes from a musical chairs wheel of, of quarterbacks who were inconsistent and 
fighting through injuries in the case of Tyler Van Dyke. So Xavier Restrepo, who's, you know, he's a sophomore heading into a junior year. Same thing with Cam Kinchins. These are the types of guys that are on the team right now we need to build around. I wish Will Mallory had another year of eligibility. He played his butt off here for five years. He deserved better than what happened on Saturday. Lou Headley, he deserves better. Man, I wish uh, Aussie Lou had some eligibility left, but I, I think Miami's going to be in okay hands at punter. And also, I was, I was listening to Lou after the game. He hinted that, you know, depending on how things work out for him, if he makes it into the pros or not, and obviously there's, uh, you know, get, getting a punter job in the NFL is not easy because there are just so few of those jobs available. He kind of hinted that maybe he could end up being, you know, a, a staff member or a coach at the Miami Hurricanes in the future. So I, I would love for Lou to end up being like a forever UM guy and stick around because he's one of my favorites, man. Um, you know, talk about players that are coming in. Miami wide receiver commit Ray Ray Joseph. He was at the game and he said, quote, this is his message. Help is on the way. We're coming. Don't worry about it, he said. Uh, he said, I've seen a lot of improvement, but there's a lot more growing to do. I've seen the fight from the beginning to now, and it has definitely improved. They fought to the end, even though the score was out of hand. There is that will to fight and keep going no matter what the score looked like. Now, I know in the case of Ray Ray Joseph, um, you know, I know he was originally a, a Clemson commit, but he's a Miami guy, flipped to Miami, and he is he is one of the most bought in out there. Like these are the types of players he's already committed for the 2023 class. The same way I said, hey, if we had a, a few dozen Cam Kinchins, Miami would be in a lot better shape right now. If we had a couple dozen, and hopefully we will, couple dozen Ray Ray Josephs with that attitude, Miami's going to be in great shape in 2023 and beyond. We're going to talk a little more recruiting on the other side, guys, um, because listen, there are there are other players out there that I think embody that University of Miami spirit. And if anyone who's currently committed to this class of 2023 doesn't have the attitude of a Cam Kenshins or a Ray Ray Joseph, maybe Miami's not the place for you, right? For anyone who says, hey, how do you keep all these guys locked in? How do you keep these recruits in? You know what? If there are fans who want to hit the transfer portal, maybe there's even some players who, who shouldn't end up coming to Miami we and I'm not encouraging anyone to decommit or anything like that but you got to understand what you're signing up for the attitude Mario Cristobal expects from you the work ethic he expects and the uphill climb it's going to take to bring this university back to greatness because the fans deserve better than what they've been seeing right now oh you know what we all deserve we all deserve a great place to post our jobs and find our jobs guys I have found jobs on LinkedIn jobs, so I know it works. And if you're a small business owner, make it work for you. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager to your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile Spread the word that you're hiring, and believe me, people will notice it. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. 
That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, so yes, Miami wants to replace players through the portal and in recruiting who don't fit the schemes or don't work hard enough to represent what the U on that helmet used to mean and should mean. But guys, the challenge is going to be when you see players leave because they're not right for Cristobal or they're not right for Miami, right? When you see, when you see players leave, you've got to make darn sure that the guys who come in to replace those players have what it takes to succeed in the ways that some of these players leaving have failed. If anyone out there committed in this class or thinking about committing doesn't have that attitude that Ray Ray has or Francis Maui Goa has or Frankie Tinelau or Antonio Tripp, then maybe Miami isn't for you, right? You're not coming here to party on South Beach or show up late to meetings or break curfew with no repercussions some of the things that were happening under previous coaches. No, you're here to work and you're here to build something special. And if you don't want to be part of that, maybe Miami isn't for you, right? That's what DJ Ivy has been saying. And, and, you know, God bless DJ Ivy. I wish you the best in the future. He's a senior. Um, so yeah, when you're talking about recruiting, being five and seven this year with several blowout losses, no, it doesn't help in recruiting. I don't think it hurts as badly as some people think it does, but it definitely, it doesn't help. It can only hurt, okay? Now, to this point, Mario Cristobal, has he's done an amazing job to this point keeping most of this class together. They did lose Jaden Rashada to Florida. Uh, but, yeah, there's a long way to go before the finish line in February or, you know, the early signing day, which is a little over three weeks away. But remember... This staff is better at recruiting than anything else they do. Recruiting is Mario Cristobal's superpower. And you've got Alonso Highsmith as your GM of football operations. You took him out of an NFL front office. You've got Roland Smith as the head of high school relations. You've got more support from the administration than ever before. More financial backing for the program than ever before. Literally, even in the days when Miami was winning championships, they didn't have this type of backing for the football program. So, all we can do as fans, or in my case, a media member who's also a fan, all we can do right now is trust that they can get this done with Mario as the CEO, can make the decisions he needs to make for his coaching staff, and can bring in the players who fit the program properly. I don't care if they end up bringing in guys who are, you know, some three stars, uh, even more three stars than four and five stars, because not every five star is necessarily right for this. I think some of the three stars out there might be a better fit for what this team is trying to do than some of the five stars. Like some of my favorite players in this 2023 class are three stars. Antonio Tripp, guard, Connor Liu, the center, Frankie Tenelau, the offensive tackle. These are some of my favorites in the class because they are dogs and they only have three stars. Now, Francis Goa is a dog and he's a five-star. Malik Bryant, four-star linebacker. He throws up the U after getting a sack in his uh, high school game last weekend in Orlando Jones. I can't wait for him to be on campus. And Cormani McClain. Cormani McClain is the second-rated player in the entire class, the five-star cornerback. And I know the narrative out there, especially coming from the Florida fans, has been, and I think it's an unfair narrative, but the narrative has been, oh, well, he's only there for NIL. I can tell you for a fact, 
that Cormani McLean loves Miami staff and his family loves Miami. We have some common friends in the Lakeland area. They've told me he's really bought into Demarcus Van Dyke, who was the primary recruiter for him, and Mario and staff. He wants to be a Kane, and I believe he's going to come in here and compete for serious playing time right away, as he should. Robert Stafford, a four-star corner. He is all in on being a Kane. Raul Aguirre, four-star linebacker. Popo, he said he's coming in for people's jobs. That is an alpha. He and his family love Miami. These are the types of players I need in here. And um, listen, guys, I, uh, I've i seen the same stuff that everyone has been seeing. If you're, if you're the type of Canes fan who goes kind of deep into uh, what are the recruiting analysts saying? What's, what was going on behind the scenes? There have been rumblings over the past uh, three, four days. That, uh, you know, it's one of these things where these people are, are like, something big's coming. I can't tell you what. I can't tell you what it is, but something really big's coming in recruiting. I've done a little digging on it. Uh, the people who claim things are happening refuse to name names. Other people say, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, there, there has been some buzz. And I know one of the big drivers of that buzz is a guy that I, I really respect. He's very plugged in with this stuff. D Money from Kane's Insight is he's claiming that something big is going to be coming down. I think on Wednesday, he said within the next week or so, so we're, you know, I guess a few days into that timeline. So we shall see. Obviously, we know Miami is uh, is trying to get five-star or well, four-star running back Mark Fletcher. Uh, they have been all along trying to flip five-star wide receiver Brandon Innes from Ohio State. They have been working on five-star offensive tackle, the Pancake Concho, Samson Okunlola. They've been working on four-star cornerback Damari Brown. And also, with the transfer portal about to open, we'll see. There could be some former five-star recruits hitting that portal. Miami's going to take a shot on some of these guys. So, we'll be monitoring all week. If that big news does drop, you know Locked on Canes is going to be all over it. Thank you for watching and listening. We're part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.